I'm Cameron Silsby, and I head up all of the Van City communities. What do we do when social structures and political systems are built on and promote injustice and the oppression of minorities? The authors of the New Testament were very familiar with such realities and were themselves victims of oppression and injustice as a small fringe religious minority. Grab your Bible. We're going to read from 1 Timothy chapter 2. I'm going to start reading in verse 1. I urge then... First of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. Depending on if you have a political affiliation and who it's with, as I read that, you may have experienced a bit of frustration or scorn or pride and delight. You may be dreading or excited about this daily office. But before one of those two reactions distract you from the words that will follow, please pay attention. Paul wrote these verses as part of an oppressed religious minority. The emperor at the time was most likely Nero, an emperor notorious for cruelty and imbalanced behavior. The Christians, at times, were special targets of his cruelty. Paul wrote to pray for all people, but had to make sure this persecuted religious minority prayed for those who held political authority over them as well. That would have been a painful thing for many apprentices of Jesus to hear and to put into practice. But the idea of praying for political rulers, whether good rulers or otherwise, was a motif dating back to Israel's time in exile. The idea being that if the rulers acted in just and wise ways, it would be to the benefit of everyone, including God's people. For Paul, the goal of praying for political rulers was for a peaceful and quiet life, one of tranquility and flourishing. And for followers of Jesus, this enables a spiritual flourishing as well when the community doesn't have the constant threat or pressure of oppression and injustice bearing down on it. Racism and systemic injustice has made tranquility and flourishing a far-off reality for the black and brown communities. As apprentices of Jesus, we are one interconnected body with our black and brown brothers and sisters in Christ. The tranquility and flourishing of the church of Jesus has suffered under racism and systemic oppression, even as a large part of the body acquiesced to and even promoted the injustice. But acknowledging that flourishing and tranquility are not happening is a motivating force for the apprentice of Jesus to pray for political rulers. This is something that crosses party lines and preferences. God forbid that the church only prays for Democrats or only prays for Republicans. So today, I want you to spend time praying for local and national political rulers. Pray for wisdom on their behalf, for justice to be carried, th- carried out through their political offices, that they would exercise their authority in such a way that it would enable tranquility and flourishing for all peoples in society. 
As you pray through this, notice your emotions. Invite the Spirit to speak to you about any cynicism and bitterness or political idolatry or nationalism that's coming to the surface. I'll provide you with a list of people to pray for. You can add to this list if you'd like. I'd encourage you not to subtract from it based on party affiliation. Pray for these people. Anne McInerney Ogle, mayor of Vancouver. James McElvain, Vancouver chief of police. Tony Golick, Clark County prosecuting attorney. Jay Inslee, governor of Washington. Pray for all of Washington's congressional delegation. Pray for the House of Representatives and the Senate. And pray for President Donald Trump. Jesus, we long to see tranquility and flourishing for our black and brown brothers and sisters and for your whole church. Amen. Mm-hmm.